Trigger warning. The podcast you're about to listen to may contain sexual and violent acts committed against men, women, and children. If such acts offend you in any way, please do not listen any further. This podcast was made for an audience of 18 years and older and contains mature and explicit content. Also, this podcast may also contain a high level of profanity and explicit language. If such things offend you in any way, shape, or form, please do not listen to the podcast any further. This is your last trigger warning. If anything that I mentioned above offends you, please do not listen. Thank you. Warning. The cases that I talk about here are under the assumption that the individuals that are accused allegedly committed these crimes unless they have been convicted in court for the tri- for the crimes that they have been charged with. This is by no means me making any kind of accusations whatsoever. I am simply commenting on news articles and stories that have been shared with me through individuals who may or may not have experienced these said stories. This is not fact. This is purely my opinion. Unless they have been through court and they have been convicted. Please understand that moving forward. Thank you. Hey everybody. This is Jeremy with the Man Apart Podcast. This is going to be episode 40. Titled, Dennis Perkins, the Monster of Livingston Parish. Y'all... The conclusion of this case is finally over with for Denny, a.k.a. Dennis Perkins, or Dennis, a.k.a. Denny Perkins, however you want to call him. Oh, man, I I don't know how I'm going to go through this episode without being angry, without profanity, or without any kind of high-intensity emotion. So please bear with me. I'm going to do my best, my absolute best, to be as calm, cool, and collected as I can. Because every time I think of this subject, it is very emotional filled, for sure. And I'm going to tell you about Dennis Perkins from a a Livingston Parish, Louisiana citizen's viewpoint. And that's just my viewpoint. Other people have their viewpoints on him as well, and it's pretty much the same consistent uh, outlook and outtake on him that, quite simply, he's a fucking monster, okay? Just pure evil. So let me give you some context as to why, because I know there's people that listen around the world. I know there's people that listen all over the country. If y'all didn't know back in 2019, Dennis Perkins who was a commander for Livingston Parish Sheriff's Office SRT team. SRT is Special Response Tactics. It is uh, pretty much, think of it as SWAT. He was their commander. He's high up there in the the ranks with with leadership and administration. Not to where he's the top law dog of, of the Sheriff's Office, but he's in a position that, he was in a position where it was a highly respected, highly esteemed position for sure, or at least in the public's eye. <sighs> this is a this is a doozy of a case. This was 
this was a case that shook our entire parish. And if y'all don't know, and down here in Louisiana, we don't have counties, we have parishes. So I live in Livingston Parish, and this case popped off in 2019. I'll just get into it, right? So Dennis Perkins was the commander of the SRT team. His wife, Cynthia, was a fifth grade teacher at a school in Walker, Louisiana. And if you don't know where that's at, um, you have Baton Rouge. East of Baton Rouge is Denham Springs. So that's the very edge of Livingston Parish. And if you go further east, the next town over is Walker. Cynthia taught in Walker. I'm giving you her professional background as well so you can understand context of this story. Because it's going to become important later on. So, Dennis, Denny, uh, he was charged with multiple, multiple child rape charges, uh, possession of child pornography, uh, intent to distribute child pornography. I think he also had a, uh, a production of child pornography charge on him as well. He had, a, he had charges of bestiality. And I can't remember the other charge that I'm going to explain why he was charged with this as well. Um, it's, it's sickening. I'm trying to compose myself. Sorry, y'all. So Dennis Perkins, for a long time, would do very pedophilic, groomer-type, manipulative behaviors toward children, young girls. He, it was brought to the sheriff's attention a while back when a former police officer let the sheriff know that Dennis, uh, Dennis was having a sleepover at his house with his daughter or stepdaughter and this former police officer's daughter. And there was apparently an issue, an incident that happened where Dennis allegedly was doing something very inappropriate, groomer-like behavior. There's allegedly videos of that type of behavior as well where he was accused of basically masturbating to completion next to two sleeping little girls and ejaculated on himself and had it filmed. I don't know the full scope and aspect of it. That's just the rumor that I heard. So it could be bogus. It could be true. I don't know. I'm telling you the things I've heard. In 2019, though, Denny had uh, hard drives that he encrypted. Like he, he password encrypted them to where nobody can easily gain access to these hard drives. And he locked them up in a safe. Well, thankfully, Adobe, the program that he used to encrypt those programs, saw that or noticed or its algorithm or whatever noticed that it was child porn and sent a message to, I believe it was either the FBI or the state police in Louisiana. And that's what kicked off the investigation. They did a lot of investigating. They found out some very sick shit with Denny. And when they raided his house, they found out that his home was like professionally wired. 
I mean, for video and sound, every room in his house, bathroom, living room, kitchen, bedrooms, everything. They had, I mean, it was hooked up to all kinds of cameras and everything like that and microphones. And then they found the hard drives and boy, oh boy, oh boy, they found some shit. I think it was about a dozen kids or two dozen kids. Then he molested and raped along with the help of his wife on some of those uh, children as well. His wife would actually hold, uh, would hold Denny's genitalia while he was, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm trying to compose myself on this. While he was harming a child, while he was raping a child. I think it's important for y'all to hear these things and to know the evil, heinous monsters that are in our in our lives and they hide amongst us. He also molested, I mean, he, he also raped two dogs on top of that. He would make child porn. And I'm assuming because when he got caught, there was a whole slew of individuals being arrested for child pornography charges. Conveniently after he got arrested. So I'm assuming that he snitched on a lot of these fucking monsters up in Baton Rouge and Livingston Parish. Now, here comes the sick shit. I mean, if you thought the bestiality wasn't sick enough, you thought the child rape wasn't sick enough. Here's just how immature, heinous, and just monstrous he is as well. Which a lot of people... This is what sent Livingston Parish off into a flying rage with him. Not only because he was a cop, not only because he molested, you know, he raped dogs and everything like that. His wife, Cynthia, remember how I said she was a school teacher? She would make like cookies, cakes, pedophores, all these little sweet treats and stuff like that. Well, when she was making the batter for it, Denny would jerk off and ejaculate into the batter. And she knew that he was doing this. And she would make these cookies and cakes and, and treats and everything like that. Bake them. Bring them to school. And try to get her students. Her fifth grade students, y'all. Fifth grade. These are 11, 10, 11, 12 year olds. Okay? These are children. The, in fact, these were children... In the parish that I live in, these were kids that I that, that this could have been my nieces and nephews. This could have been anybody, any one of any one of my local people's children. She would get them to eat the treats, and she'd take pictures of it. Come back home, show Denny. They do whatever sick fucking shit these monsters would do, and they would go on to rinse and repeat and continue this sick process. Not only did Denny do that to the kids, and since Denny and Cynthia did that to the kids, but Denny was also, because he was part of SRT, he had to physically train a lot to be on SRT, to be on, to be, especially being a commander. He had to lead by an example. I know. Pause for that second. But he would have to uh, train a lot. So he trained with his fellow co-workers and fellow officers. Well, it was also found out that he would jerk off into the sports drinks mix and give it to his unsuspecting co-workers as well far as i know none of them came forward but there was evidence that he did that yeah so i mean this guy just to give you a scope a 
heinous, sick monster. All right. Cynthia as well. I'm 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 holding no I'm pulling no punches on this. I to say that the death penalty would have been suffice is an understatement. Um I know multiple people and I actually have met two of Cynthia's former students who years ago were doing this shit. I mean, I don't know how long it was going on with, with how many kids he really hurt, how many kids he raped and, and, and molested and everything like that, or, or how many, how many of these tainted treats that Cynthia gave out. But I know at least two of her students personally now who she, and she would not like just have it on a table and just wait for somebody. She would try to push this onto the kids. She was wanting them to eat these treats. She had the clear intent of wanting them to eat the treats and everything. Uh, just fucking sickening, in my opinion. And uh, I've also heard reports that she has been getting her ass whooped in prison as well. So to the inmates that are whipping her ass, uh, while I don't glorify violence, I think you're uh, doing a good job as far as helping giving them babies justice. Because guess what? She's locked up with mothers. She's locked up with people that have kids in this parish. Hell, she's probably taught some of these kids. And I think one of the people that whipped her ass actually uh, taught her her daughter. So she was definitely had an axe to grind on, on Cynthia. I know I'm kind of getting distracted and off, off the subject with that. But uh, congratulations to anybody that wants to give them a little bit of more of justice than what they're already serving. That's just my opinion. Denny, though. Now, this is where... Besides all of that information I've given you about him, this is where I get even more pissed off. Like, I get incensed. And it is just... Ugh. So, with Denny being a cop, not only was he a cop, he was a detective, and he was the commander for the SRT team. Denny worked on child sex crimes. He actually worked those cases. He has sat in CASA interviews. And I know when the story came out, I was ignorant like a lot of other people was too as to why none of the cops knew about Denny, right? Like how did they, you know, they must be protecting him. They knew all along everything of that sort of nature. Let me tell you something. I listened to Real Life Real Crime, Woody Overton. This guy worked. This was a former detective of Livingston Parish. Woody worked with with. Uh, with Denny. Hell, they were on the SRT team together when Jason Arb was the commander of it. Okay? They worked side by side with each other. They worked child sex crime cases together. Denny sat in on those interviews. He knows what what is what these monsters do to these, these kids. And yet he still continued to do it. Hell, even Woody admitted that he that, I mean they had their families around this guy. You know, they spent time with each other. Cops do that. They, they'll go spend time with a lot of with, with other cops and everything, and spend that private time. None of them knew. Every single deputy that I've ever talked to from Livingston Parish that was that worked with Denny, they never knew. They knew that he was a a, a pussy hound. They knew that he would go and chase after women. I mean, hell, he had the nickname Evil Dick. They called him Ed over there at the sheriff's office. Stood for Evil Dick. Um. And he 
you know, brag about all the, but they knew that because he banged every woman that he could on two legs of legal age. They did not know about the kids thing. And I'll give you a perspective as to why they did not know or why they probably did not know. And I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to assume they just didn't know. Because there's a lot of good officers that do work in Livingston Parish Sheriff's Office. A lot of them are fathers, um, mothers. And so I'm pretty sure they wouldn't let a monster go around raping kids up in that sheriff's office. I really, truly believe that in the bottom of my heart. The guys who are the boots on the ground. I don't know if leadership knew. I don't know if the administration knew. But I can at least say the, the cops that I've talked to, the sheriff's deputies that I've talked to, and the people that worked with Denny that I've actually spoken to, they never fucking knew. They were stunned, horrified, disgusted. I mean, you talk about a, a group of men who, men and women who wanted to just put this guy, um, vaporize him out of the earth. Like, it, it just, and just, if they could, one cop said, if I could kill him and I had the power to bring him back to life, I'd just bring him back to life so I could kill him again. Fuck that motherfucker. That's a quote. They just did not know. And here's why they probably did not know. Denny was a detective. He worked child sex crimes. Now, cops, detectives, they're giving advanced training. They know what to look for in cases. They know what to find. All right. Or, or they have a general idea of what to go find. This guy had years of experience. He wasn't a rookie cop off the street. He knew the tactics he knew what they what they were capable of. He knew because he worked with these officers. He worked with that law enforcement agency. So a guy like that would know how to cover his tracks. A guy like that was smart enough to, to or he thought he was smart enough, to go and encrypt all his hard drives and lock them up in a fucking safe, for God's sakes. I mean, if you're not doing anything illegal... You're not going to be encrypting your, your hard drives and put them separately in, in, a, in, a, in a vault every night in a safe. He knew what the hell he was doing. He had the training. He had the ability to, to try to cover his tracks, and he used, it, he used every single tactic that he could think of. The only thing he didn't bank on was the program that he was encrypting his files on was going to send a red flag you know, message to law enforcement higher than the one he worked for. That's all. Because they found out some shit. How long he was doing it, that's uncertain as well. But his hard drive had over a million images. Now, does that mean there was a million child porn images? No. That just means there was a, over a million images that they had to go through and look at. And I feel sorry for any detective, any data field, you know, any field data technician that had to go look at that evidence. Like my heart breaks for any of those guys or gals or anybody, whoever is looking at that stuff or any officer that had to go look at that to review that for their cases and everything. Especially when it's a guy that you worked with that's involved in those videos and those images. It's just mind boggling and sickening. So that's a perspective as to why they didn't know. Because, I mean, this guy knew, you know, federal agents. He knew state police agents. He, I mean, he knew a lot of people because of his position and where he was at in the force. 
And there have been multiple officers who have spoken out and said, we just didn't fucking know because Denny kept his private life extremely private. The things that I've heard about when the when that popped off, when this case popped off, was um, they lived in Dem Springs, Louisiana, so town I live in, not too far from where I live at either, in a, in a subdivision and everything. Um, I'm not even going to go into the whole, you know, the accusations between, you know, of Denny and other people at that law enforcement agency. I'm just not. Because I don't have the exact proof. Other people have made those accusations. And I hope they're not disappointed in me for not going down that route. But at the same time, I don't have that verifiable proof. And I don't think I ever will. And that's sad. Because I'd like to know one way or the other. But I will say that we know a lot about Denny Perkins and his wife Cynthia. Denny, to give you a background on, on his lifestyle... Him and his wife, Cynthia, were swingers. They had an open marriage. That's why Denny had no problem bragging to his coworkers about, you know, yeah, I banged this one, I banged that one, yada, yada, yada. And to some of the officers, they'd be like, you had sex with that person? Uh, okay. I guess if that if you're desperate. And that's how they judged him, right? I mean, regardless of who he had sex with of legal age, doesn't doesn't change the fact that he raped and molested kids and those kids unfortunately you ain't heard shit about them in this parish those children have to heal from that trauma that they went through and i don't i'm hoping and i'm praying and any of y'all that know these children please hug them love them support them they especially if you're the parent of one of these children just Please, for the love of God, just just support your child. Go get some trauma training, you know, and everything like that. Child childhood trauma training, where wherever where however they call that. And just support your child that went through that. My heart breaks for those babies. Immensely so. And that's why I have a lot of hatred toward Denny Perkins. I have an intense, violent hatred toward that fucking monster. Just like Thousands and thousands of other people out here in Livingston Parish do. Hey, not one person I ever heard that I've talked to since this case popped off has said anything kind about Denny Perkins. It's all, fuck him. Um, I hope he rots in hell. He's a demon. He's a monster. He's a sick, heinous individual. Like, there's not been a kind word for Denny or Cynthia Perkins at all since 2019. Okay. The only reason his trial took this fucking long to take was because we had a huge worldwide sickness, a pandemic that broke loose, and it slowed everything the hell down, including our justice system, which our justice system was already slow enough as it was. It just got worse. So that's the only reason he had an extended stay at another parish prison for like three years. He goes to trial. Or no, I'm sorry. Scratch that. He didn't go to trial. They had all these little little dates set up and court, court hearings and everything set up. Denny was facing 6,000 years worth of charges, I believe. Is what it, was. it was either 600 or 6,000 years worth of charges. I think it was 6,000 years. Can you imagine 
Now, we've only been, now, since Christ died, it's been 2,000 years, right? That's how we're marking, you know, A.D., and I know I know that's changed over time and everything as well, but it used to mean after death, and so it's 2023. Then he would have faced Christ dying to now three different times if he if he got convicted and got and was sentenced to the full extent possible consecutively holy shit y'all 6000 years worth of worth of charges i've never that's the highest i've ever heard for anybody and would it out being any kind of murder would it out being any kind of like mass murder spree or anything like that and the fact was was that he pleaded guilty he took a plea deal his plea deal was for a hundred years in prison. Okay, a hundred years. Now, officially, right now, the the DA and and everything, because there was a misprint and a miscommunication in the newspapers, said that he had the possibility for for parole. They said currently, right now, the laws on the books are stating that he does not have a chance for parole. That scares me because of the fact is is that they're saying currently, right now, with the laws on the book. So what they're trying to tell us is that later on the laws can be fucking changed to, and then possibly this monster can be let the fuck out. I don't care if he's an old ass man with a with a, with holding two fucking canes in his in both hands and a, another cane up his ass and he can barely walk. He does not ever need to be breathing free air ever again. And I don't even know what prison he got sent to yet because he just got he just pleaded guilty to it about three weeks ago. Three or four weeks ago now. The scary part about it, and or not the scary, just the kind of the sickening part about it was, was that he doesn't care who judges him. He knows that he's forgiven by the blood of Jesus. And I'm paraphrasing what he said in the news article. Um, I'll be surprised if Jesus lets him into heaven. While I want to believe in the concept that God forgives all sin, um, no matter how heinous, I, part of me wants to go, come on, really? I mean, just when you take a look at this case, when you go and investigate, go listen to, there's other podcasts that have talked about Denny Perkins. I mean, if you really want to get a better insight into what it was like to work with Denny and how sickening it's made to other officers and former officers of Livingston Parish Sheriff's Office. Go listen to Woody, Woody Overton, Real Life, Real Crime. He has an episode titled Denny Perkins. I think he did two episodes. One was to discuss all his charges, and the other was, was the background with it. And then he did another one on Melanie Perkins as well. I'm pretty sure he'll be doing a follow-up with Denny being put in jail and everything, put in prison and everything like that. I know, listening to Woody Overton, like, if I remember correctly, he said something to the effect like if he can get his hands on Denny Perkins, he'd have killed him himself. Because it's cops like that that give the other police officers that are trying to do good for their community a bad fucking name and a bad reputation. And I know right now things with you know the feelings toward police officers is very tense and rightfully so. I mean, we're just coming off the, you know, it, Tyreek Nichols just happened a couple weeks ago or a month ago now. And if you don't know anything about Tyree Nichols out of Memphis, Tennessee, go Google that. Go look that up and come back to, the, to this episode. Quick five-second Google search, you'll find out why people are pissed off at cops. Am I under the belief that all cops are bastards? You know, the ACAB acronym? No, I'm not. 
and I'm not in that line of thinking because I'm not going to broad stroke every fucking cop as a bastard, as somebody that wants to harm the people, right? I'm not going to broad stroke them like that. Just like I'm not going to say all cop, I mean, all doctors are bastards or all, you know, all therapists are bastards or all judges are bastards or all, you know, all whatever are bad. No, you can't, right? I mean, it's, you really can't. Despite all the corruption stories that do come out and they're, and they're growing as we continue on, I still know police officers and I've had family that are police officers that were good cops. I will tell you why I think there are a lot more, why what seems to be a lot more corrupt cops than there, than there ever have been. A couple of reasons why. One, now we have the internet. And we have social media, so we can talk to each other, like, instantly. We now can can share our stories with one another. And so if you go in with the way algorithms are set up in different, you know, websites and social media platforms and everything, you start looking for a particular set of stories, well, that algorithm is going to think you want to know more about it. So you're going to see more and more and more and more and more of those type of stories. It's good to educate yourself. It's good to see what tactics are being used to take away your rights as well. And I'm all for people educating themselves, and I'm all for police doing their work correctly and not fucking over good citizens. Flat out. Point blank. The law's the fucking law. You serve the people. Be there for them. Now, the other side of that is that you have people who are dealing with the worst of the worst, who respond to crimes and calls of heinous natures, that I think would break a lot of our minds if we had to do that day in and fucking day out. Flat out. Give you for instance. Imagine if you were a detective or even just a cop, a, a, a beat cop, a you know street level cop. You had to respond to a call where a man, a husband, was stabbing his pregnant wife in the stomach to rip out the baby out of her out of her stomach. Imagine going to a fucking gruesome scene like that. Imagine being a cop going to do a welfare check on a baby because you're hearing hollering because the neighbors hear hollering and screaming and wanting to know what the hell's going on and the baby's squalling and crying and it stops all of a sudden and you go and you see a baby being put into a microwave to dry off a baby after a, after a bath because there was no more clean towels in the house because the mother was high. You start to see how these are some heinous, cruel examples. And these are true stories, by the way. These are actual stories of people doing this shit. The psychological toll. Like, I, I can hear the stories, but if I were to go and actually be there in real time when they fucking happened, I don't know if I can handle that myself. I don't think anybody since I don't think anybody would want to. Cops do, though. Detectives do. So while... There are cops who abuse their power. There are cops out there who, who who screw over average citizens, poor citizens especially, because they have no ability to hire good lawyers and have good legal counsel and representation. They also answer some of the worst, most gruesome calls you've ever... Can, you couldn't even imagine how gruesome they get. Like You just can't believe it. It's stranger than fiction. It's like horror story shit. Okay? And that's on an everyday level. That's why I'm not an ACAB person. That's why I don't believe all cops are bastards. The reason why 
good cops can't speak out against their own law enforcement agencies is because when you speak out, when you snitch on your own brothers and your own sisters, the people that go out there with you day in and day out on those streets, protect you from being killed, possibly, you put a black mark on yourself when you speak out against any kind of corruption. You become a pariah. You become a fucking outcast. And those people that are supposed to protect you ain't gonna. Because they have this blue line mafia mentality almost. I'm not saying all of them do, but it's enough to scare good police officers from really speaking out. And for any cop to say, and that's not fucking true, really, that ain't fucking true? Okay, show me a time where you spoke out against police corruption, against somebody, against your higher-ups, or against one of your fellow officers fucking over somebody, and you spoke out against it and nothing happened to you. Where it wasn't a news story, where it was just a private thing. Look at Chris Dorner. All right, I know I'm kind of going a little off subject, but I'm trying to give you all a perspective on, as to why some cops don't speak up. If you don't know who Chris Dorner is, you need to go look up that particular case as well. And I, I think I might actually do a story on that one day. I don't know. This ain't, this ain't a cop. You know, this ain't a police officer podcast. This is more or less geared towards survivors and exposing the monsters that are amongst us. But since we are talking about a monster who was a cop, it's good to explore some of these subjects and these, and these perspectives. And this is my perspective on what I've seen and listened to from other police officers. Because when I actually talk to them and and get their side of a story, I mean, good God, y'all. If, if you, if, you know, I don't know anybody that would be ACAP if they would actually go and talk to their, to other police officers, people they can know or people that can vouch for them, right? If you actually sat and talked to them, you get to hear these gruesome stories. You would understand that they're not all out there to get you. That being said, I do understand why people have a high dislo- you know, a high level of distrust toward police. And while I don't have a high distrust for any of them or anything like that, I am leery that because there's specific cases as to why I'm leery that anything good can can be done to stop the corruption in police departments. I mean, it's just it's a scary thing. It's a thing that I just, I don't understand it, you know. But I'm pretty sure there's officers who have lost their lives that we'll never know about because these are the people that investigate those crimes. These are the people that make the official reports. And if DAs and judges are backing them up as well, well, then we'll just never know. But of course, that's all speculation on that part. So maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm not. I just know that there are good officers in this world. I know in, in my neighborhood there are good officers. In my town there's good officers. In my parish there's good officers. But Denny Perkins will never be thought of as one of those good officers. Denny Perkins will be thought of as a fucking demon and the new gold standard for monster in Livingston Parish, Louisiana. He is the demon of Livingston Parish. He knew what he was doing. He knew what those kids go through when they get molested and raped, he fucking knew the scars that he was putting on those kids. And that, my friends, is why he is a fucking demon. He is a monster. And I have nothing but contempt, disgust, and hate for that person. Flat out.
And if Jesus sends me to hell because I can't seem to forgive him for what he's done to those kids, but he goes to fucking heaven, um, that's a problem in its own self, in my opinion. And I know that's a hot take. And while I don't hate God, I don't hate Jesus. Um, that's a that's a big hot take that a lot of people who leave Christianity have, especially survivors. So all I can say to anybody, if you want to do something positive, if you know the survivors, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna interview them unless they absolutely are like adamant about it. I don't want them to be like I don't want I'm not I'm not trying to reach out to any of these survivors because I understand they still have to heal. It's this is still fresh. This is only a few years old, this case. They still have to heal those scars. They're probably still kids, for God's sakes. I, I hope that... My, and the reason I'm saying all this is because I hope that anybody, any of you that are parents to these children, please hug your kids tight. Please love them. Hold them. Protect them. And if you know any of these children, I'd recommend that you give whatever love and support and care that you can give to those parents as well and to help those kids heal. If you're a therapist listening, or if you're a counselor of any kind, I know it's a hard thing to ask anybody to donate anything, but donate your time to these kids if you can for free, so they can heal, please. Like I'm that if I could beg of anybody for anything, do that. Help save these babies. Help help save their mental state and their well-being, and get them on a right healing journey, because they need to heal. Okay. They need actual counseling and they need to be looked after very closely. If anybody that's listening that's a prisoner, many of the prisons that either Dennis Perkins or Cynthia Perkins is at, I hope y'all do what y'all do, what you convicts do best when it comes to chomos. And that's short for child molesters in prison slang. When it comes best to uh, how to deal with chomos in prison. I hope y'all do exactly what y'all what everybody thinks you're gonna do, and I hope there's a good lifer out there that's gonna just say, you know what, I'll give them babies some justice. That's just my hope, and a lot of other people feel the same damn way. That's just where it is. So, with all that being said, this is my hot take on Dennis Perkins. I know I'm a little late to the party, but I don't go chasing clout. I don't go chasing fame. I normally wait for these stories to kind of die down, too, because I want to try to get as many facts as I can as possible, even though this is an opinion piece. I, I've been wanting to do this story for a while. Hell, I wanted to have interviews done with the story, but I said, you know what? Let me just do this. Get this off my chest. Fuck that monster. All right. And look, I'm sorry for anybody that doesn't like my profanity, but you know what? One thing I will say to this, if my profanity worries you more than Denny Perkins raping kids. If that my you know if my profanity offends you any more than than Denny Perkins raping children, clearly there's something else that you're missing. You're not grasping the concepts I'm putting out there for you and I can't draw you I can't draw or color you the map. You have to figure it out for yourself. Okay? While I try not to use as much profanity as I did when I first started and I'm growing on my journey, and it, my journey is fluid, okay? There's things where I might not have hot takes on at first, and then I have extreme hot takes on later on, and they could go right back vice versa. One thing I, I don't think I'll ever change my mind on is that pedophiles and child molesters, baby rapers is what I call them, 
are fucking evil. And I think there's only one final solution for them. And it's a permanent one. Final solutions brings final results. And I'm hoping that bringing this awareness that these monsters can be in any profession. They can be anybody that you know. Is good knowledge to have and to not be surprised. When a child tells you that somebody close to them is raping them or molesting them. Whether that's true or not, because there's a good, here's a good flip side to that. Children can lie. Why would a child make up a lie like that? And if a child is lying, because it might not be true, right? And if, but if a child is lying, then there's something seriously wrong going on for a child to want to get attention that way. So the child needs to be sought after, you know, be, be looked at and looked upon closer, irregardless, Okay. That's just a piece of awareness training I want to give to y'all in a perspective that y'all need to, to hopefully can change your minds on and understand. There's other stories and, and things I want to talk about, and I'm brimming, I'm just flowing to the brim with them right now, but I'm trying to stay on topic. All I can tell y'all is that some education training you need to have, some or some facts and figures I want to give y'all before we before we kind of close this out. The average pedophile has up to average 70 victims in their lifetime. Okay? The, the, the molesting, offending pedophile. And I have to make those distinctive uh, remarks, molesting and offending pedophile. Okay? Because there are people in this world who are attracted to kids and have never touched a child. I didn't know that. I just We always just called them pedophiles. But I've had people reach out to me and tell me you need to know the correct terminology because the pedophiles, the molesters, they're using science and correct terminology in order to get things like the sex offender registry taken off the map. Yeah, that's for another episode. Give you context on that. Go look up Narsol. You will you will fucking your draw your, your jaw will just drop to the floor when you find out what the hell Narsol is. Like it did mine. And if you don't go into a flying fucking rage on that. I might not be the podcast for you. Because I went into a flying rage. Shocked. Mortified. Horrified. every Everything fied. Okay. Disgusted. So the average pedophile. The average offending. The average baby raper. Has up to 70 victims on average. That could be more. That could be less, but up to an average of 70 children. When people are grooming children, they're not just grooming the child. When pedophiles groom, they're not grooming just children. They're grooming families as well. So if you ever had a child, and this is why I'm coming back around to the whole, if a child accuses somebody in your family or one of your friends or anything like that, you know, of, of rape or molestation and you go oh no not them i've known them my whole life they would never do that stop thinking that fucking way and listen to your kids listen to the child especially if it's a child of a young age why would a child you have to be in, you have to be of the mindset of why would a child say something like that 
What is making a child say something like that? If you can start thinking in that way, instead of trying to be in denial, because denial is an Egypt in, is, is a river in Egypt, y'all. Okay, that's what denial is. It's not for invalidating survivors. It's not for invalidating victims. Start listening to these kids, y'all. Because they're trying to tell you something. Pedophiles are more prevalent than they've ever been in our society. They're everywhere in every profession. From politicians all the way down to the gender. Okay? Flat out. Denny Perkins was proof in the pudding that they can hide amongst all of us. This was a guy who fooled detectives, who fooled FBI agents, state police, attorney generals, DAs, judges, everybody. Everybody. Okay? So, don't think for a second that if a child's saying, well, daddy touched me, as embarrassing as, because it might not, it might not be true, right? Daddy might not have touched them in a sexual way, but if Daddy's concerned about their child's well-being, let's get it investigated, right? And if Daddy didn't touch the child, then who did, or why is the child saying that somebody touched them? That's just a perspective that I want y'all to have, and I'm repeating myself because I want y'all to get it in your heads. In case you didn't hear it the first time, I'm adamant about this, y'all. Not because somebody somebody raped me as a kid or anything, but because I'm tired. I am fucking sick and tired of these babies growing up and having the scars, the nightmares, the panic attacks, uh, the, the, the mental illnesses that they get from their trauma, okay? Because parents will not put their fucking egos to the side and believe their kids. I don't care if you're in some financial situation. I don't care... If you know that person all your damn life, I don't give a fuck if it was me that got accused of it. Investigate the fuck out of me too, okay? But I guarantee you that if a child's coming out with that type of shit, it needs to be investigated thoroughly, flat out. There ain't no, no holes bar on that. Investigate. And find out the root cause of why that child is saying those things. Okay? Are there false allegation stories? Yes, there are false allegation stories out there. But you don't, you've not seen the thousands and thousands of stories of, of, of kids that grew up, boys and girls. Because one out of every four girls become raped or molested or sexually assaulted as children. One out of every six boys which I think that number is skewed because the fact is, I think it's like 70 or 80% of the attackers of, of the of the rapists, of the molesters, are men. So I think there's a lot of underreporting when it comes to young men, you know, boys that get molested and raped because of the stigma that we're going to think they're gay or that we're going to think that they're going to become pedophiles later on in life. That does happen to boys. That's why they don't tell them. You know how many men I've come across? That have been raped and molested as children? A fucking scary number amount. Too fucking many in my opinion. So when a survivor tells you that they went through something like that, they're not doing it for shits and giggles, y'all. 
Educate yourselves. I'm sorry if I was very, you know, angry, animated. I gave you all the warning ahead of time. I see all you survivors, and I love y'all. All I know about Denny Perkins is that I hope you stay in prison for the rest of your days, and you don't have a good, and you never have a good day, ever. Because the Bowman see and the Bowman never forget Denny Perkins. I'll never forget about you. You sick monster. I love you all. You be safe. Protect all children even if they're not your own. Bye.